0: Guys, welcome back to Get Up and Grow Girl. I hope you all had a great weekend and enjoyed the sun that we're finally getting. I feel like summer is here as far as I'm concerned. I know it's February, but as soon as the sun comes out, jumpers come off, guns out, summer's here. (laughs) So this week, I wanted to talk to you about something that is a little bit abstract, maybe a little bit controversial, but it's a mindset, it's a choice, it's a way of living which filters into everything else in our lives. And I wanted to talk about it because it's been such a big part in my life and my change from a person who I don't really associate with anymore to where I am now. And and with that transition came a massive change in my quality of life from somebody really unhappy To someone who is happy, even when events that should cause unhappiness occur. So the way I like to summarise it is to own your shit. It comes down to accountability and personal responsibility. And when I say these words, I feel like I have to justify myself because there is something about them that sounds very harsh, or unfeeling, or cold, again it comes down to this tough love, which I'm thinking that maybe I should just start to own, and take my place, and brand myself as this tough tough love podcast, because I suppose that is what I believe in, but again I'll come back to it, and I'll bring it back around to how treating yourself like this, and taking on this mindset is a form of love, and it is like a self-love practice to adopt this mindset and this persona and to have the strength to do that. So why do I think that owning your shit is important? For me, it's two-tiered. In the one sense, it makes life easier to live for you. It makes all the pain and the emotional distress lessen. Then on the second tier, when you are in this place where you are much less weighed down by emotions and things that are suppressing you, things that are causing you stress, things that are making you unhappy, then you reap successes in your life. It's a bit like the law of attraction stuff. I've been speaking about it on Instagram over the weekend. And I think I'm going to do a whole nother episode on that. But what you put out there, you receive. And when you have less holding you back, less things taking up your energy you put that energy into other things and when you're feeling more free you're going to go out and achieve greater things so that's why I don't see owning your shit as something that is very hard on yourself I think it's a short-term sacrifice when potentially it's hard to do that it's hard to adopt this mindset initially for a long-term gain for yourself It's, it's for no one else So what do I mean by own your shit? Because it's a little bit ambiguous. To me, it means taking responsibility for everything in your life. Not just the good, but the bad, especially the bad. It means letting go of any victim mentality that we have left and owning everything in our lives. And when I say victim mentality, again, those are words that kind of make me cringe a little bit. I'm kind of like creasing up my eyes as I say it because... They can sound very harsh and very negative. But all of us will have been victims in our life of something, whether that is something very, very minor or something quite serious. There are stages where everyone is a victim in one situation. But the difference is when we continue to be a victim once that situation has elapsed. So whoever you are, we all have our shit. Every single person has their shit. And it's not going to be the same. Of course, everyone's is going to be different. And this is kind of sounding weird now, kind of wish I'd use a different analogy, but I think you know what I mean. And it's about not using those as excuses. I think we talk about comparison a lot on this podcast and looking at other people and wondering why we're not in their position. And I think it's very common and it's almost natural to say well they had x y and z and i didn't have that again to make ourselves the victim and whilst that may be true there may be things that other people have that weren't afforded to us or there may be things that we did have to deal with in the other other side of the coin that other people didn't have to deal with but these are not helpful thoughts to put ourselves in this victim category. It's not to deny the difficult things that happen to us, but I think it's to recognize firstly that everyone has their difficult things. Everyone has their obstacles. They may not always be visible to the naked eye and they may not be in in the same form as, as ours. We all have a variety of different obstacles, but everybody has theirs. So the first thing to recognize is that they'll have had their own obstacles. So yes, the situation, the story is not the same as mine, but they will have had their things to overcome. I think that process helps us to first of all, get a little bit out of that and let let go of this resentment that we can hold when we look at somebody who has something we want. Secondly, is to own our shit again, to love it and to embrace it by recognizing what it has given us not what is taken from us. Because recently I've really unlocked this new mindset in myself and it's been kind of a a next stage of growth that was quite hard to do and to accept. But I've realised that these traumas don't actually have to take from us, they can actually just give. So yes, when we go through bad things, of course it's painful, of course it's horrible, and of course it's difficult. But... I do think that on reflection and after you heal, you take time to heal, you move forward, it can actually leave you in a better place. I don't think that taking is the right way of putting it because I don't think you have to lose something that you're never going to get back when you go through something difficult. So it's looking at whatever it was, whatever your shit is, whatever your skeleton in the closet is and thinking, what did I gain from this? Why was this given to me? So, you know, I'm a big fan of Tony Robbins and he always talks about this topic and he says, life happens for you, not to you. And that was something that put into words an ethos that I started to adopt in my life about a year ago, but couldn't epitomize in one sentence like, like he has. And I really do feel like that. I do feel like all of my past traumas and the difficult things that I experienced that at the time I just didn't understand have all given me something and caused me to grow into the person that I'm becoming. So for me, it's taught me emotional resilience. It's got me to this point of this, I joke about being this Buddha and it's given me a perspective on life where pain is not as painful. And that's a far cry from who I was. I often think that you might be listening to this and not really understand who I am and why I think that I have the answers. And I don't think I have the answers, but I do think I have a perspective that's helped me and some people around me. And that's why I share it. But I guess you guys don't see the before and who I was before was not this peaceful person. In fact, I had so much anger and frustration inside me. I was very snappy all the time, highly stressed. I don't know how a girl in her like early 20s and late teens can be so stressed but I always was and now when I'm actually at the age where you start to have all these responsibilities it's just almost like a different person the way I manage these things so when I say own your shit it's about take responsibility for it yes that's the bit that sounds hard but then also embrace all the things it's given you and stand up and say that happened to me and I gained this from it so I'm gonna own it. I'm not going to be ashamed of it. So another thing that I came to terms with and realised and had to say out loud was that holding on to what has happened to us in the past can literally prevent us from stepping forward into the future. And it seems obvious, but you can have something that, for me, I had a trauma years ago when I was in my early 20s, and I held on to that. But then years and years have passed, and I don't, you know, I don't think about it daily. I don't, it doesn't affect my day-to-day life. But it's like an identity. It's like a path. It feels like a lanyard that I would have around my neck. That it's just there, you don't really notice it. But if I was trying to explain to somebody who I am, I would lift up the lanyard and say, this is what I have. This is my identity. And I never really thought that was there was a problem with that because yes, like I say, these things make us who we are and they can be positive in a, in a very abstract sense, in the sense that they teach us so much. But it was only when I heard a podcast by somebody else, which a person who experienced a really horrific trauma explained how they let go of it. They said they liked to hold on to it which is something I can sort of associate with because that's how it felt, this lanyard around my neck. It felt it felt comfortable for some reason. It felt like something I wanted to be able to share. I wanted people to understand, but I didn't exactly know why. And this person on this podcast said, I like to hold on to it because then no matter what happens, if I don't make it, if I don't become what I was supposed to be, if I don't reach my potential if things don't go the way that they're supposed to go, well, then I can always have this as the reason why. So they didn't use the word excuse there, but I guess that's a similar way of putting it. And for me, that hit me hard. That knocked me like a stomach punch and made me think, like, that's why I want to wear this lanyard. That's why when I meet people, I want them to understand because I want it to... It's almost like a preemptive measure. So I want you to lower your expectations of me because then it's not scary for me. I want to have this reason for you to just make allowances for me so that if I don't reach it, it's not so bad and you'll understand. And you can live like that. I suppose that's a fair way to live. If I if I want people to make allowances for me and think, oh, okay, it's okay though if she doesn't achieve this or reach this or it's okay if if she's acting like this today or she's acting you know moody today or, or whatever it is then I can live like that but I know that I have the capability that I can overcome it that I pretty much have overcome it that the last little bit is just taking off the lanyard that's all I need to do now it doesn't hold it doesn't have a hold on me anymore but all I need to do is stop wearing it as a marker of who I am And I hope this analogy makes sense. And that is the difference between a grow girl is that there is no shame in having negative things happen to us. And there's no shame in feeling the emotions that come with it. There's no shame in crying. There's no shame in letting yourself feel sad, angry, whatever you feel about whatever it is. Because I'm talking about a spectrum of things here. It can be whatever. I mean, it's going to be different for each one of you listening. But I think when... When you are somebody ambitious that's got this whole life and dream ahead of you we do have to focus on these small things because they're not really that small and so yes you can go through life like that we, we all can we can drift through and we can just let people make allowances for us we can ask for these allowances and we can we can give these allowances to ourselves because we can say oh but it's not my fault if this doesn't happen It's because of X, Y, Z, all these events that happened to me throughout my life. But then we're never going to push past it because we're always going to know to ourselves, self-talk is very important, that it's okay if not. Only once you let go of it's okay if not, do you have to achieve it? Do you push through it? So that's one element of it. It's about what you say to yourself and what expectations you have on yourself. But secondly like I said, it can bring this inner peace, it can bring a a level of happiness and a, a better quality of life, it's not all about being harsh on yourself, that's the first step, is just to raise your expectations of yourself, let go of the allowances. The second step is maybe on a micro level, is dealing with all the little things, but in a much more efficient way, so now when I try to take, I call it excessive personal responsibility, And obviously the word excessive usually has negative connotations that, you know, too far either way is, is too far, but I use that just to be a provocateur in a sense of just make it really stand out what I mean. And that's take responsibility, even when you're not responsible entirely. And of course we're not, we're very rarely entirely responsible for an action that occurs because We're all living these lives intertwined with each other and intertwined with nature and science and all of these things. But striving to take the full responsibility, in my eyes, can only be a learning experience. But I'm sure some of you are thinking if I try and take full responsibility for things, I'm just going to beat myself up. I'm going to be so hard on myself. I'm going to be stressed. I'm going to be depressed. And that is why it's so important to first get in tune with yourself. It's all this self work that we do to learn that you're not telling yourself off when you take responsibility for something. You're trying to just learn. All you're trying to do is say, What can I do differently next time? You're not saying, I'm a bad person, I'm an idiot, you know, any of these things because you take responsibility. So it has to be about training yourself to do it in a way that adds to your life rather than subtracts. So, for example, if something small happens, like let's use the instance of, you know, relationships. Say you have dates with some guy and then it doesn't work out. And it's it's not it's not a long-term thing. It's not something really serious. But those things, they can affect us a lot, especially when we're young girls in our 20s. They're, they're a big part of our lives. If you can take responsibility and rather than think, let's think about a typical kind of getting ghosted or some sort of scenario that we all talk about on social media and that's very like coming into the open now and that everyone can probably relate to. That can leave us feeling like a victim, right? If somebody that you've been talking to just disappears or it doesn't work out that just, you know, it just ends, we can be left feeling like a victim. We can feel like we got F-boyed. We can feel like, why does that person not like me? What did I do wrong? why do I get treated like this? Those kind of thoughts uh, that make us a victim. And I think one of the reasons it's so painful is because we feel we have no control. If we're a victim, we have no control. And that's something that humans do not like. As a, as a general rule, we don't like to lose control. We like to be in control. And that's why being a victim is actually very painful. So in an example like that, if we can take responsibility, it's not like, oh, I did this wrong, I did this, I wasn't enough of this, but we can say things like, ah oh, well, when we first met, I did have a kind of intuitive feeling that something wasn't right, or, oh, there was that time we were on this date, and he did sort of say this or speak like this, and I didn't really think that it was right for me, but I just kind of wanted to make it work anyway. We can take these small things, it doesn't make it our fault, but it makes it something that we can learn from and something that then we can say, okay, I had a choice. Or I did have a choice whether I continued to message him and continue to have him in my life after it became clear for whatever reason that this wasn't quite right. I didn't listen to my gut, so now I know next time. And it's not a case of you didn't listen to your gut, you're such an idiot, or whatever. It's a case of, okay, well now I know better that actually that feeling was more my gut because I wasn't sure before, like we spoke about in last week's episode. But now I've learned from it. So I've become more in tune with my gut. And that's my responsibility is next time I'm going to listen to it more. Or next time I'm going to look out for those warning signs more. or Next time I'm going to act on that feeling that tells me something's not right. And then we're no longer the victim. And for me, I've noticed that that means I don't feel so sad and upset about all these things that we all have to go through, small things. Because I feel like, okay, this mindset helps me to not be a victim and just helps me to be like, oh, that was my choice. Because ultimately it was. Nobody forces us to stay in these situations. We want to. And again, that's not a horrible, horrible thing. It's not victim blaming, which is a a word that's thrown around a lot. It's just saying, I have control of my life because I'm not a victim, because I am an equal. And therefore I make decisions. And this one, it didn't turn out great for me, but it's all part of life's journey. And I know what I need to do next time differently. So I want to wrap this up by just saying that we all come from different backgrounds. We all have different stories. We all have different paths. And you may have things in your life that you feel were not fair, bad things that happened to you, disadvantages you had, whatever it may be. We all have that shit. And we can let it hold us back, or we can completely release it, let go of all excuses, stop making allowances for ourselves, and start moving forward. Life isn't fair. But we all have the opportunity to take on this mindset and to let go and to move forward. And if we don't, then we're only holding ourselves back. I want to leave you with that thought and just dig through your closet. Or your mind and try and work out if there is something that kind of holds you back in your day-to-day life do you wear a lanyard because I know I have and perhaps I still half am maybe it's kind of around my neck now not fully off but I've become so aware of it the last couple of weeks and that's why I wanted to put this out as with always it's not me telling you to do something because I have all the answers it's because I need to tell myself as well and Usually when I put something out there, I've realised this the day, the week, potentially the month before, but no further than that. And I'm sharing the lesson that I'm teaching myself. I hope it helped, guys. I hope you could gain something from it. And if you can, perhaps you could slide in my DMs on Instagram. I'd be really interested to hear if other people can associate with this because it is something very, very personal to me. Sometimes I do wonder if anyone else feels this. So I'd love to hear it if you do and you can do that by heading on instagram and my account is leela jasmine sule i'll put it in the show notes and hopefully i'll hear from you all right grow girls lots of love i'll speak to you soon goodbye